we've got the 12 signed up and I probably have another 17 or 18 that are outstanding that I, that will pop. The biggest thing with the education and the biggest is the drawback is the sales cycle and this is so long. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like... Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We've got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Jay Tokosh. He's an entrepreneur and likes to transform ideas into working business models with multiple revenue streams. Note Effect is his current venture, seventh company that provides software technology for the education, corporate, and government sectors. He recently exited his sixth company called Core Apps. Jay, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah. All right. So everyone will wonder what that bio was. Core Apps kind of a retreat to the Bahamas and buy a yacht kind of exit or like, eh, I can take off for six months kind of exit. Uh, it, it was an exit that I could I I could s- seriously sit on the beach or play golf and and not do anything. But um, I'm just not that person, you know. And I had this vision um, for Note Effect, and uh, I had kind of gotten it going just a little bit before the uh, the exit. I knew that we were we were getting close, and um, it was something that I I had a passion for, so I wanted to make it happen. That's good. Now, what what did Core Apps do? Uh, so Core Apps was a software company for the event industry. We produced mobile apps, uh, uh, software for managing your trade shows and conferences and things of that nature. Yeah. Okay. And had you bootstrapped that company? I did. I bootstrapped that company. I was very fortunate to get it going that way um, and, uh, and, and getting it started uh, doing a bootstrap on that one. And when we finished, we had a little over 800 clients and we did about 1600 events a year. That's amazing. I mean, and, and does that break down into what a couple million in revenue or where were you generally size wise? Oh yeah, we were, uh, we were, um, close to 10 million. Okay. So that's great. I mean, th- so I have to ask you cause you're in Maryland. I mean, this seems like an obvious hub and spoke model for a C vent or like do what they do with social tables and you're up there in Maryland. Why didn't you sell to C vent? Yeah, well, hey, you know, they didn't approach us. Uh, Community Brands is creating a, you know, the CVET killer, if you will, and they were the ones who approached us. Um, I did talk to CVET at one point. Um, the, the interest level on both sides really just wasn't there. Um, and uh, I think it was a good move to go over to Community Brands. Fair enough. Let's go over to Note Effect. So what's the company yeah. doing? You said software for education, corporate and government. 
So right now we have a uh, we have a product out there on the market um, that's being worked for the education market. That's where I wanted to start because I felt like it was an area that we could really make a big difference in. And what we do today is it's really focused around student retention and student engagement. If you look on the internet, you're going to find that. Uh, most students learn by being engaged in the classroom. And today, what's a better way to engage the students than, you know, with these, right? Yep. Um, and uh, so I really sat down and, uh, and, and decided to kind of utilize the technology that everybody was using and, uh, you know, what the, um, what the classroom looked like today. And so what we do is we take any digital uh, classroom material and we broadcast that out to the students' digital devices. So it could be a PowerPoint, it could be a web presentation, it could be off of a smart board, um, could be generated by, you know, some other product like Adobe. I'm broadcasting out to the students' devices so they can make notes, annotate it, highlight it directly on the material. Uh, we have the ability to build in live polling. The students can ask questions through their devices. We have the ability for the educators to um, record, and we record it a little differently than most lecture capture type stuff. We record the audio and match it directly with the presentation material. So the file size is much smaller. And then in the background, we wrote analytics to, um, or algorithms to analytics on participation and engagement. And so- And are you selling for, this to the teacher or the school or the student? Yeah, this is going to, it's a good question. It's really going to the university level or department level within a university for higher education. And then um, we have some clients over on the um, high school side. I see. Okay, so give me a general sense there. If your sweet spot's kind of department heads, right? Are you kind of going SMB pricing route or more like enterprise approach? What's the enterprise. average one? What's, what's the enterprise. average one paying per year, would you say? Oh, uh, it's really inexpensive. They're paying anywhere from 5 to $10 per student per semester. Okay. So, and, and what do so. they usually start with in year one? How many students? Um, well, they're starting with departments. So each school is a little bit differently. Like we have one school that's a high school that's about 1,200 students. And then we have one of our um, uh, colleges up in New York that is – what is it? Uh, 6,000 students. So yeah, we, we range the gambit across the board there. Okay. So just to, just to make sure I understand the pricing model, you know, uh, uh, $5 per student per semester across your first example, 1200, would be about their penny call it six grand a semester. And that, six happened, grand. that yeah. happens twice a year. So first year ACV is called 12 grand on that account. Yeah, well, in their particular case with a high school like that, they don't really necessarily always have semesters. Um, but yeah, you, you've got the right pricing. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Now, where do you think, I mean, growth-wise, is most of your growth going to come from more high schools or less but higher priced department heads at colleges with more students? Right now, I think the, the growth model is definitely going to come from the higher education side. Uh, one of the areas that we're really making a lot of strides in is what they call OER, Open Education open education resource. This is material that's been generated. It's out there. It's available on the web. Um, there's a couple of different groups that have curated that, like um, uh, Rice University and OpenStack and a few others who have libraries of this material. And the material basically is free or it's a very low subscription price for the universities to use. Now, it's not been developed specifically for their curriculum, but it might be 50% there or 80% there or 90% there. It just depends. 
What we're able to do is allow them to use that material and measure it against the class to see the participation, the absorption, the engagement, and then go back and literally look at the areas where they lost that, correct that material in that area, and then reuse it again. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, look, it all makes sense, right? Uh, you're, you're, you're on trend for sure. Now, when did you launch the company? What year? I launched it in the end of 2018. Okay. And bootstrapped, I assume? Bootstrapped it to begin with. Well, I had the money from Core Apps, so it made it really easy um, from there. Um, we're getting a lot of interest right now from investors because the ed tech space is really, really hot. And um, I am going to look for the right partner in this particular case uh, simply because I know you know, having someone to help invest uh, really helps kind of put you on the map from a, a standpoint of PR, right? When you... It's one thing for you to say, hey, I put my own money into it. It's another thing when somebody says, I believed enough in the product that I put money into it. Yeah, it should be enough that you have customers that put money into it, right? Which is yep. what I believe. But sometimes if That's you want true. the VC stamp, you get the VC stamp. If you do go tr- choose to raise kind of traditional capital, it sounds like you've thought a little bit about this. What do you think the right first amount would be? Are we talking like a million or 10 million or something else? Yeah, we're talking about a million. I don't need a lot. The software's done. The uh, product is out there. It's being used today. We have everything from very top, high education, high, um, um, higher group. ed, yeah. uh, you know, top groups all the way down to your historically black colleges, which really need it from a retention standpoint. Yep. Yep. Now, if you uh, if you go raise that one, are we talking like you're trying to get them before the end of the year or you think it'll be more like Q1? Uh, I think it's going to be more like Q1. Yeah. 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 Sometimes the end of the year can be good or bad for that kind of stuff. It's a nice forcing function. I actually have a meeting on Thursday, so we'll see how that goes. But, <laughs> but, but the fact is, is that my gut tells me that you no know, one's going to pull the trigger until yeah. the beginning. So you wrote the first line of code 2018. You're cranking along. You used your own money from Quaps to build it. I always like asking this question because I think it's telling and it, and it gives insight to your creativity. Um, how much of your own money did you spend building the MVP before your first dollar of revenue? Oh, um, you know what? It's funny that you asked that because I just put together something for my accountant too. It's like, what? <laughs> a million six. Okay, good. You, you know that exactly. Where'd most of that go? Yeah. Um, most of it went into uh, development. I also had some advisors that were a part of this. We brought in um, people who were educators in the industry, everything from the K-12 space all the way up into higher ed and CIOs and, and, um, and talked to them. You know, I, I gave it a perspective from my angle, which I'm not an educator. I'm a tech guy, right? Yep. And I took education and we had sort of built the two of them together. Um, and I think it's, it's turned out really well from that case. That's nice. Okay. So you invest the money you're growing now, looking at potentially doing around here in Q1. Uh, let's talk about what ultimately matters, which is customer growth. So how many, I guess maybe how many students in your cases who you're trying to help, how many students are on the platform? Would you say, you know, I don't have a count of students. I have more of a count of schools at this particular point. <laughs> how, class. Many, how many classes are schools? I don't, I don't monitor that. So right now we have 12 schools. Okay. Um, and, um, and we're doing, uh, I think it's 32 classes. Okay. Interesting. What it's turned out to be. And do you see pretty even, is it pretty even distribution of about two to three classes per 12 schools? Um, no, uh, some schools are adopting it, um, more, you know, more steady, right? I mean, there's, because it's a new product and there's not really anything like it on the market space. Um, what we get is we're getting the early adopters, people who are willing to, you know, just jump in technology wise. Yeah, yeah. And then they're talking the others into, um, joining on board and, and, and getting it to be a part of that, 
And then um, hopefully as we move along, we'll get the the ones who have been sort of stalemated and, and stuck back. But yeah. And Jay, the, what's this of the 12 schools, which ones started with the smallest amount of students? Like, and how many students was it like five, 10 or? Oh, um, I have one coming up here, uh, Lawrence university. That's going to start with a class that's 10 students. Okay. 10. Yeah. So 10 students is the smallest class. And what's the biggest one out of curiosity? Uh, the biggest one that we have is 60. Oh, 60. Okay, good, 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 good. So, so then, I mean, I can kind of get a, right. If I take 60 classes time or sorry, 60 students times 32 classes, assuming they were all that size, that's like almost two K students at five bucks a pop. So you're not at 10 grand a month yet in revenue, but do you think you can hit that in the next quarter? Yeah, absolutely. We've got, um, we've got the 12 signed up and I probably have another 17 or 18 that are outstanding that I, that will pop. The biggest thing with the education and the biggest is the drawback is the sales cycle. And this is so long. There's a short window for you to get involved in it. And then, um, you know, you're looking at them putting it into their budgets, which most of them are in a school year budget, which runs around July timeframe. So that's your, that, that, that's the biggest downsides to that. And that's one of the reasons why we've gone, I've gone ahead and started the development work on the corporate government, um, product uh for that side yep 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 okay well that's and so it's fair to say that you're doing somewhere between call it one and 5k per month right now on the student head model yeah okay exactly that's cool now i'd love to learn more about the team you mentioned you put some money into dev resources early on what's the team size look like today so the team size today is a total of uh seven people okay and how many of those folks are developers versus marketing sales oh oh, i'm sorry i just gave you the team size on the development side okay Uh, on our side there. So yeah, we have one uh, machine learning person who is more of a, a part-time person at this point, but will be coming on more full-time. And then we've got um, uh, two junior uh, folks and I've got a support folk, uh, support person um, who helps with implementation and really just dives into the LMSs that we're doing there. And then three other um, more senior level developers. Sorry. So what's the total team size, not just developers, your entire oh, sorry. team? Yeah. Yeah. So then we have, um, we have two uh, other salespeople, myself and that. So the total is, uh, I guess, 10. Yeah. Yeah. Now the two sales folks, obviously excluding you, or do they, do you give them a quota or are you just trying to figure that out? Um, you know, I haven't given them a quote at this point. It's, yeah. it's hard to do that with a startup. Yeah. Um, you know, what we're, what we're doing here today is I'm measuring them based on, you know, the amount of appointments that they're doing, the demos that they're doing, um, that, that type of thing at this point. So yep. that all, that all makes good sense. So, um, for other people that are just starting out hiring their first salesperson, they're trying to figure out how many demos should they be doing all that stuff? How'd you think through that? What do you set the targets at? Yeah, I set the targets at. Well, so I always like to be the person who does it myself first to see how well I do with it, right? Because if I'm then I measure against myself. So if I'm if I'm able to do, let's say, ten demos a month, right? I'm not always going to expect the salesperson who, you know, I live and breathe this stuff. The salesperson necessarily to be able to do ten demos a month. So I'm going to cut that back at fifty percent and say, listen, I need you to be doing five demos a month, right? I think that's a that's a fair number. Using that, and and that's actually what I used is my, um, you know, uh, what I was trying to figure out. Yeah. Do you have a sense? I mean, considering that sales flow and considering um, you've landed twelve customers so far, do you have a sense of what it cost you to get a new class, like all in CAC? I haven't. I, you know what? I I probably should know that, and I just really haven't 
Not necessarily. It's pretty early. It's maybe a distraction right now. It is a little early, and and it's something that I don't worry about because we're just, you know, we're laying down new road. And are you spending anything on direct paid ads? Um, very little. Uh, what I found is, is that at the beginning I was Nathan, at the beginning we were doing a bunch of things in the trade show, uh, I'm sorry, in the trade magazines, Mm -hmm. um, Educause, uh, ISTE. How big was that test dollar wise, dollar spend wise? So, um, I just, like I said, I just did the the number. (laughs) It was, uh, it was $60,000 that I spent. And how did it perform? How'd you measure performance? It didn't perform that well. Um, it didn't perform that well because I think again we were we were laying down new road. What I found more success in is, and I've done some of the trade shows, and the trade shows were great because they gave us feedback. In 2018, we went to our first trade show at the end of 2018 and the beginning of 2019 with the product in hand, ready for pilots. And what we got was exactly what we asked for: those pilots and the and the product in hand. And we got educators from, you know, the teacher aisle all the way up to administration who are willing to play with the product and do do things with it. They gave us great feedback, which helped us sharpen up the product to get it to market to be able to sell. And, and that's what we got out of that. But what I learned was is that those trade shows in the past had always been great for me and my other companies. In this case, it really wasn't because they were just recommenders and they weren't the best recommenders. Yep, that so all makes good moved- sense. I moved over to a model where now I'm doing more of a um, more of a matchmaking type of uh, engagement with direct uh, buyers that are from the university level, like the senior level provost or people who are superintendents within the school districts. And I'm directly dealing with them now. And that's really made a difference for us. Yeah, that's the way to do it. So kind of an ABM approach, you're outreaching to those folks specifically. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. Well, and there, there are events out there that do the matchmaking and bring those specific people in and they've already Na- name you know, one that was helpful for you. Edited. Um, so university summit, uh, was one that I did. Um, it's a rather expensive one, but they're putting you in front of that. There's another that was one part that of that 60 K spend. Uh, actually no was, okay. that was an additional on top of that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, but that's a better matchmaking service kind of working better for you. That's good to know. Um, exactly. How, so you obviously had an exit, so you can afford some burn, right? As you drive towards growth. I mean, it sounds like, I mean, what you're burning like 50 or hundred grand per month right now, as you try and drive some growth. Yeah. 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 Are, yeah. Is that, is that, are you, can you sleep okay with that? Like at what point does that get uncomfortable? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I, I hit my budget just uh, for this year, um, last week uh, and, okay, that's pretty uh, good. And, and, and which wasn't bad. So nope. what was the budget? 1.6? Uh, the budget was actually one point uh, five fifty, and I went a little over it. Um, and um, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna be good. So I'm good for the rest of the year. Um, I'm working on my budget for next year. <laughs> and uh, um, the the problem with that is is that again, development's going to be big uh, because the corporate government version we expect to have out. And, um, and I'm going to put a lot in that because the sales cycle is just so much shorter. Yep. And what's happened is is we had, you know. I functioned more in that corporate government space. So I have a lot of friends in that space. They saw what we were doing. They said, this would be perfect for my meetings, my internal meetings, my company-wide meetings, my HR meetings, product meetings. And we're adding levels of security that we did not have, we don't need on the um, education side. So you'll be able to essentially make a meeting, 
control the content from the source uh, from the standpoint of um, you can share it with anybody. You can share it uh, only company wide. You can share it with this group that's here, or you can't share it at all. And we'll take control of the browser so you won't be able to screenshot it or be able to print it out or, or email it or do anything if there's no sharing. Mm-hmm. And uh, if there is sharing allowed, um, we'll tell you who they shared it with. And I'll be able to tell you cool analytics like, you know, where they made their notes, how engaged they were, all, all that good stuff. Very good. Well, we're looking forward to having that come out. Uh, Jane, in the meantime, we're out of time. Let's wrap up here with the famous yep. five. Number one, favorite business book? Uh, still rework. Number two, is yeah. there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, the, uh, CEO from DocuSign. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building a uh, note effect? Well, right now we're using, um, HubSpot. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I try to get eight. Okay. Cause yeah. I function much better with that. That's good. It doesn't always your, work. <laughs> what's your situation? Married, single kids? Married. Any kiddos? Three. Throw your busy guy. How, how old are you? I'm 58. 58. Last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Ooh, I wish that um, I knew to be more confident and um, and drive with uh, what I th- what I think I can do, and I didn't have that done. Guys, there you have it. More confidence. He sold his last company, Core Apps, uh, grew it to over twenty four folks. Booch dropped over ten million bucks in revenue. Sold it to community brands. Now launching Note Effect, which is really helping folks drive student engagement in the classrooms. Currently, twelve schools signed up, thirty two classes, doing between a grand and caught five grand a month right now in revenue. As he looks to scale, spent about one point six million bucks on his MVP, which was basically his budget. As he looks uh, to scale now to build repeatable sales processes, nine uh, ten people on the team, two sales folks. Jay, we're rooting for you. Good luck and thanks for taking us the top. Hey, thanks, Nathan. Have a good one.